Hello and welcome to the Oracle of Light podcast. I am your host, Shauna DeMellon. Hello, hello, hello. How is everyone doing? We are in, I believe this is week seven, maybe. I'm not even sure um, of the quarantine um, and our attempts to flatten the curve um, I haven't been looking at the numbers as much recently, but I noticed that the uh, the numbers of new cases today are the lowest that they've been in in quite a few weeks. So hopefully that's um, going to continue in uh, this time of uncertainty and and change as we are are navigating. Um, what uh, the COVID-19 means for everyone. You know, collectively, it's, it's changed so much for people. And um, it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, as businesses start to start up again, I know that the uh, um, businesses here in Calgary are going to start up again uh, in the coming weeks. And, um, you know, different businesses are, you know, looking at what that's going to look like moving forward. And, um you know, it's it, it'll be really interesting to see um, how things shift and change. And I'm finding that there are two camps of, of people. In Camp A, uh, people are really excited about um, the changes, the changes that will come from this, that people will be more conscious, more aware, um, more um, less materialistic and more focused on love connection. And then the other side of that is is people that, you know, in Camp B, um, those are people that um, are just excited to get back to life. You know, they want to get back to the way it was before and what they were doing. And, um, you know, it's interesting to see how everyone is is handling this differently and how everyone is, is navigating um, these uncertain waters, so to speak. I always love to read. And... Um, you know, the podcast will chirp <laughs> and let me know what it would like to talk about. <laughs> so, um, you know, as a channel, that's, uh, that's always fun. I never really know what we're talking about. Often it's, it's the day of, and that's what happened today. You know, I went out for, um, went out for a walk and, you know, picked up a couple of groceries and, and got back and I was, uh, you know, doing some editing and I went into my office and the book, The Seed of the Soul by Gary Zukov started chirping immediately. This book, this book, pick it up, pick it up. <laughs> and so, you know, I'm also clairvoyant. So the book actually lights up in, in my mind's eye. It's like the book lights up and it's it's just telling me, here you go. And so that's my sign from the universe. So I pick up the book and I immediately kind of start flipping through it. And I was guided to look at the table of contents. And the topic for today's show is all about trust. And I would love to share just a little bit of the insight that Gary shares in his book, because it is written so eloquently and so beautifully. And it, it beautifully explains the trust perspective and how that works with the universe, how it works with our soul 
You know, as a medium, I have so many people that come to me and they ask me, you know, what is my purpose? Why is my soul here? You know, do we really live on after we no longer have a physical body? What does that look like? And so, you know, he touches on reincarnation and, you know, why our souls incarnate and what that looks like. So I wanted to share a little bit of this with you and and then share a little bit more about what he discusses uh, further on in the chapter specific to trust. I'm finding that for everyone, there is an element of trust that um, this pandemic has really brought up. You know, are we trusting that the universe has our back? Are we trusting that we will create what we require? Um, You know, are we trusting that the resources and the support will be there when we need it? You know, there's so many different aspects to trust. Each soul comes to the earth with gifts. A soul does not incarnate only to heal and to balance its energy, to pay its karmic debts, but also to contribute its specialness in special ways. Each soul brings the particular configuration of the life force that it is to the needs of the earth school. It does this with purpose and intention. And I love that because it it helps us to understand a little bit more about incarnating and and what does that look like? Oftentimes clients will say to me, there's no way I chose this. No, there's no way in hell that I chose this. And so he goes on to explain before it incarnates, each soul agrees to perform certain tasks upon the earth. It centers into a sacred agreement with the universe to accomplish specific goals It enters into this commitment in the fullness of its being. That is why when a soul succeeds in accomplishing its goal, in fulfilling what it has agreed to do, there is a richness and a specialness to the lifetime of that personality that is recognized and honored by its fellow souls, both physical and non-physical. He goes on to explain that Each soul takes upon itself a particular task. It may be the task of raising a family or communicating ideas through writing or transforming the consciousness of a community, such as a business community. It may be the task of awakening the awareness of the power of love at the level of nations or even contributing directly to the evolution of consciousness on a global level. You know, and it's, it's very clear that whatever your soul has agreed to, you know, and again, there's a contract with the universe that, you know, all of our experiences in our life serve to awaken that memory of the contract and to prepare us to fulfill it. And I I often find that, you know, myself included, we reach a point where, um, there's this sense of emptiness, like there's something missing or that something is wrong. Like it's just, there is this, this inner yearning to have more, to experience more. And I've always believed that that is the awakening of the spirit. When we awaken to our true divinity and who we truly are and what we've come to, to do and share and, 
you know, unraveling our gifts and finding magical ways to, to share that with the world, when we start to encompass that and embody that and step into that, that's where the true magic is. That is why our soul has chosen to be here in this incarnation at this time. When a soul incarnates, its memory of the agreement that it has made with the universe becomes soft. It becomes dormant, awaiting the experiences that will activate it. And now these experiences, and I can attest to this <laughs> firsthand, are often not necessarily experiences that the personality would choose. Like, it's not something that we would choose, you know, we, we don't wake up and think, you know, I'd really love to be betrayed and hurt and, and I'd love trauma and drama and, and, you know, I would love all these horrible things to happen. We absolutely do not. But these experiences are nonetheless necessary at times to activate the awareness of the power and the potency and the mission of the soul so that it can step in and start to, to align us with what our soul's contract is. Why, why we're here. Why did we come here? Did we come, did we come to earth to, you know, drink coffee and, and, and eat chocolate and make friends and have fun and, and enjoy the sun? Absolutely. But there is a deeper calling. And this pandemic is really giving everyone a chance to start to maybe look at that, you know, are we finding creative ways to express our soul, express our spirit? And if we're not, what are some ways that we can add to that? You know, every day, you know, I will ask the universe, ask my guides to show me, you know, show me some inspiration, give me something juicy to work on today. Give me some inspiration, fill me with ideas, you know, help me focus on what my vision is, what my plan is for my life and keep me moving in that direction. And the universe always answers. You know, I always, I always say to people, stay in question. Stay in question because we have free will. The universe isn't just going to, you know, keep giving us information. We have to ask. We must ask and choose what we'd like to experience in our world. He goes on to share... When the deepest part of you becomes engaged in what you are doing, when your activities and actions become gratifying and purposeful, when what you do serves both yourself and others, when you do not tire within but seek the sweet satisfaction of your life and your work, you are doing what you are meant to be doing. The personality that is engaged in the work of its soul is buoyant. It is not burdened with negativity. It does not fear. It experiences purposefulness and meaning. It delights in its work and in others. It is fulfilled and fulfilling. And what that means is that when we are engaged with things that light us up, ways that we can experience and share our gifts with the world, that's where that meaning comes from. There was a, a podcast, it was a podcast or a TED talk I was watching the other day. And in it, the speaker spoke about 
you know, the quest for happiness, that everyone is, is on this path to find happiness, to be happy, to be happy, 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 happy. If I have that, I'll be happy. If I have this, I'll be happy. If I get a new car, I'll be happy. If I, you know, get the raise at work, I'll be happy. And sure, those things bring happiness to our world. But what she said was the underlying, the underlying pivot point with that is finding meaning. That when we have meaning in our world, happiness is just a result. We are, we, happiness is just kind of the, the, the sprinkles on top. We don't have to seek happiness. So when we're looking for things, when we're seeking happiness, typically we're looking for things outside of ourselves. And that isn't going to nurture that true feeling of meaningful contribution in the world. And that doesn't mean that you need to, um, you know, create, you know, these, these foundations and do all this incredible, crazy stuff. I mean, you can, absolutely. But it's, it's really going within and figuring out what it is that lights up your soul. And when you start to activate that and start to really really answer those questions and really, really start to dig deep with that. I, I often refer to that, you know, you get into the arena with your own stuff and that takes courage and that takes a level of bravery that not a lot of people are willing to look at. And that's okay. But for those of us who are, and I'm thinking that if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably one of these people alongside me that you're always asking, you know, what else can I do? To, what else can I do today that would would be uplifting? How else can I share my gifts with the world? I asked the other day, I think it was three or four days ago, I asked, okay, what can I do today to share my gifts? What are some other ways? And no word of a lie, within a couple of hours, I had five different ideas pop into my head. And that's, that's what it's all about. It's finding ways to share your gifts, your message, your muchness, with the world. And the more that you do that, the more people who are looking for you, who need you, are going to find you. And what I find is that all of these different, there's so many different, you know, patterns and relationships and experiences that we have that serve to activate within you that awareness of, of who you are and what you're here to do. If you listen, you know, sometimes we don't listen. <laughs> sometimes the universe finds a way to get our attention. And the pains that we suffer, the loneliness that we experience, you know, all of those experiences that are disappointing or distressing, you know, maybe addictions or pitfalls of your life are, are doorways to awareness, often referred to as the dark night of the soul. I believe that there are certain certain experiences that we each have that are for our soul's growth. Something that Tony Robbins always says is that life is happening for me. Oftentimes I think we get caught up in the idea that it's happening to me. They did that to me or this happened or, you know, we kind of go into that victim mentality. And whereas if we can start to reframe that into cool, all right, this is showing up in my world. What is this here to show me? Is this, you know, a piece of the puzzle I need to go to my next step? Is this to show me that this relationship needs to shift and change? Is this to show me where I need to put some boundaries in place? Is this to show me that I'm on the right path? Everything that happens in our world is, is a gift for us to look at. What is it going to help us unlock? Is it getting us closer to our vision, our dreams? And when we choose to stay with 
the experiences that show up in our life, especially the ones that are not, I will say maybe they're less than we were hoping they would be. You know, we've all had those. You know, when we're able to stay with those and not go into judgment, not go into blame, but just really sit there and just start to question, okay, what is this here to show me? What is this here to teach me? What else is possible with this? We can get what I refer to as the golden nugget out of that experience. And then when we get that golden nugget, ah, that happened because that relationship is actually no longer a contribution and it needed to end. Okay, cool. What do I want to create now? We're able to grab that little bit of insight and then start to look at what we'd like to create next. Oftentimes people get into the story of why it didn't work, why it didn't work. They're bad. You know, they go into shame, you know, their worthiness may start to come into play. You know, all of these things start to percolate. And instead of going into the drama trauma with it, when things don't go according to plan, we can start to ask, okay, what can I create next? And your guides and your teachers in spirit continually offer you light. They encourage you in each moment to your fullest growth and development, yet they cannot prevent you from learning or you're growing or you're moving through your experiences and letting your experiences influence you. I think that's another beautiful, a beautiful metaphor is to let your experiences influence you. I think we all too often want to attach meaning. This person was wrong. That person was bad. Poor me or whatever it is, right? And I think it's, if we're able to start looking at things and, and kind of giving it that bird's eye view, okay, cool. What is this experience influencing me with? How is it, how is it shaping my world? What can I do with this? And your experiences will move you right or left, and you will ask your, your guides, your teachers questions. If you move left, your question will be entirely different than have you moved right, right? I, I, I know that. And the reality is that you open by the question and that the questions will be entirely different and that your reality will be shaped by the questions that we're asking and, and how much we're choosing to show up and really be honest with ourselves. I think that that's, I think that that's one of the, um, the foundational pieces with trust and learning to trust ourselves is really being willing to see everything as it is. I know I've, I've had different circumstances in my world where I just, I didn't want to see it. Didn't want to see what it was. And I would, you know, shut my awareness off or, you know, maybe put my blinders on and pretend it wasn't there, you know, had my head buried in the sand. Absolutely. Right. And it's just, I find now that the energy will kind of get stuck if there's something that I'm avoiding or if there's something that I maybe am not willing to be aware of, the energy will just kind of get stuck. And then I start asking more questions. Okay, cool. What is this? <laughs> it's usually the first question. What is this? And then number two is what do I do with it? And sometimes we get the answers right away. We have that awareness and it's like, oh, well, you need to look at this. And there's a belief that's coming up or, um, you know, maybe you're not willing to see um, that someone was choosing for them and maybe that didn't work for you, but you're not seeing the bigger picture that 
everyone is just choosing for themselves, really. And that other people's choices have nothing to do with us. I think that's another, another key element to the whole trust is trusting that our value and our worth is not determined by the actions and behaviors and words or anything else from other people. That that is very much an inside job. And he goes on to say that in what way does non-physical guidance serve you? And in my reality, you know, I, I believe, you know, we all have a spiritual team. We all have non-physical guidance that is available to each and every one of us. That could be in the form of energies. Um, you know, think of Dr. Strange or the Matrix, different energies, um, benevolent beings, uh, ascended masters, angels, spirit guides spirit animals, fairies, um, crossover loved ones. You know, there's so many beings that are non-physical that are just waiting to assist us. And that's available to everyone. Absolutely everyone. And it's really important to start to start to see that the universe is waiting for you if we are willing to have our life unfold in a way that will create the most for us, as opposed to being determined that everything has to turn out a certain way. Because anytime we have expectations or conclusions or we assume something or we decide something or we have a point of view about something um, that, that locks the energy in about how it has to look, that we're not able to receive that much more from the universe. It's like we're, we put everything in a box and it needs to look like this, smell like this, be this size. Maybe it's got sparkles, maybe it doesn't, but it needs to look like this and this is how it's going to happen. When we set ourselves up like that, um, we're not allowing the universe to come in and co-create with us. And with co-creating with the universe, it's really the idea of this or something better. It's getting very clear about what you'd like. I would like a new car. This is what I'd like to spend. This is what I'd like it to look like. I've test driven a couple. This is my favorite. This is, this is what I'm choosing and I'm willing to do whatever it takes to have it. Cool, this or something better. So you're telling the universe what you'd like and then you're trusting that the universe has heard you and they've, they've received your order and then letting it go and just knowing that it's going to show up in the best way. You could get something even, even more amazing and that, that's where that trust comes in. And it's really about, um, you know, letting go, of, letting go of all of those expectations and, you know, really taking our, <laughs> taking our hands off the steering wheel, so to speak, like just not being so controlling about it. I find, um, I find that that's, that's that level of trust. It's, you know, are we trusting ourselves? Are we trusting that the universe has our back? Are we trusting that whatever help, support, resource that we need is going to be there when we need it? Are we trusting that? Are we, you know, are we willing to look at the areas that we're not trusting? So everywhere you're not willing to trust you, the universe, your guides, 
benevolent energies, other people, everything that's just bringing up and letting down. We're going to destroy and delete all that across all ways, spaces, times, dimensions, and realities. And if this is your first time joining us, that was a, an energetic clearing statement. And so what an energetic clearing statement does is it kind of goes back to the inception of where an idea or a seed or, you know, where there's a, a there's something that was planted that sort of started to take us off track with our trust. And that's going to go back and start to clear those seeds, so to speak, and then allow the energies to integrate. And, you know, and sometimes with our clearing statements, we can go back and we can grab something the first time and boom, it's done. It's like pulling out a carrot <laughs> out of the ground, out of the garden. Boom, it's done. We've got everything. We've got the root. It's done. And sometimes we need to spend a little bit more time with it. Um, you know, I've, uh, I've done a lot of work around trust. You know, I've, I've, you know, trusting myself, trusting that the universe will bring me the right people at the right time, trusting, um, you know, my intuition, trusting my guides, trusting God, trusting the universe, you know, so there's so many different layers to trust. And I think it's really important to remind yourself that you are supported, that we're not going in alone on the earth. And that we have this beautiful team of spiritual helpers. And it, you don't have to believe in um, what I believe in. You know, I'm just, I always tell people, take what resonates and leave the rest. If you believe in nature, that's a universal energy. If you believe in Reiki, that's a universal energy. I happen to play with the realm of crossover loved ones and spirit guides and angels and all sorts of different benevolent beings because that's how I love to co-create. And the more that you delve into that reality, the more they'll show up in your world and really start to co-create with you and they'll bring synchronicities. And it's like having, having an invisible team of support that has that bird's eye view. It's amazing. You know, I can call in my, my crossover loved ones and they can offer support and guidance and, and, you know, sort of point me in the right direction. Um, you know, if there's something specific I'm working on, I can ask, okay, need some help with this, please. And it just, it leaves that doorway open for us to really start to develop more of that trust that we don't have to do it alone. We don't, you know, the universe could move new people into your world. The universe, you know, could move. There was a quote, there was something I saw on Facebook about God removed people from your life because you overheard conversations while you weren't there. And I thought that was so profound because I have a lot of clients that don't understand when relationships end and shift and people are just removed out of their life. And, you know, just really coming back to trust, trusting that that relationship was meant to end, trusting that it wasn't a contribution to continue that relationship and trusting that the next relationship will be even that much more beautiful and special and amazing. And always focusing on what you can create next. I find that, um, you know, myself included, you know, a lot of people get stuck in the, well, it didn't work out. Am I wrong? Are they wrong? And they go into judgment and maybe blame and trying to figure stuff out and trying to understand it. And, you know, of course, we don't want a repeat of any pain. So I find sometimes we get in the muck with it to try to figure it out because we don't want to experience that pain anymore. But instead, we could acknowledge, okay, you know what, that really hurt. And that isn't something I'd like to repeat in my life. What can I learn from this? What have I experienced? Cool. What would I like to create next? I know that that sounds really simplistic and I'm not trying to minimize anything that's happened for anyone, 
but I, it's, it's a real game changer if we're able to shift our perspective, acknowledge, yeah, that was really painful and it was, it was upsetting, you know, and, you know, just really honoring whatever that is, whatever's coming up with it. And then when you're ready, you'll start to turn the corner with it and you'll start to look at different possibilities and hope and, okay, cool. What would I like to create now? That relationship didn't work. What are the great yummy aspects of it that I would like to keep and build that into my new person, the next person that comes into my world? You know, maybe I'd like someone who's, I don't know, emotionally available, someone who I can count on, someone who's going to show up and look at me with believing eyes. I want somebody in my life that they are my favorite thing and I'm theirs, someone who will honor the relationship. So you can really start to look at things that don't work and start to pick out the pieces that you liked. If there are any, sometimes there aren't, and then shift that into what would I like to create next? He continues to uh, sharing um, that trust allows you to call forth your negativities in order to heal them. It allows you to follow your feelings through your defenses to other sources and to bring the light of consciousness those aspects of yourself that resist wholeness, that live in fear. And so what does that mean? That means that when we trust, that again, some of our, some of our, our, our weak spots, I call them our, our kind of our underbelly, those soft spots that everyone has. Everyone's working on, on different aspects of themselves. You know, we, we get triggered. We have, we have old hurts. We have stuff that's going to come up. We, you know, we're always... I believe we're lifelong learners. I, I would love to get to a point where it's all done and I've learned everything, but I'm pretty sure that that's not going to happen for a while yet. <laughs> and so, yeah, sometimes when we're trusting, things start to show up that um, it's an opportunity for us to heal something, to let it go. And it's always, always so beautiful to let things go because then you're stronger. You're more resilient. You don't need to have that experience show up in your world again. The journey to authentic power requires that you become conscious of all that you feel and feeling your intentions in your heart. Feel not what your mind tells you, but what your heart tells you. And this is so important as we you know, really begin to step into our true authentic selves is to really find out you know, what, what works for me, what doesn't work for me. And being able to have that voice to say and speak up and just say, you know what, that, that actually doesn't work for me. And not feel guilty, not feel bad, not worry about, you know, upsetting the other person. Just trusting that you know what you know for you. And that the more that you know what lights you up and what, what sparks your soul, and you follow that and you integrate more of that into your world, the more of that that's going to show up in your world you know, again, when we have gratitude for how things show up in our world, it's absolutely fantastic. I was, um, I've revamped uh, an Oracle deck that I created um, six years ago now. I guess it's been six years and we've sold hundreds of decks and we've sold them around the world and online and it's just been so much fun. And a couple of years ago, the deck just kind of, you know, it sat in the queue for a bit. And, and then last year, I, we revamped it, made a, you know, kind of revised edition, if you will, made a few adjustments. And I was looking for a new printer. And it was like, nope, nope, 
nope. I went to the old printers. Nope. <laughs> I found highly recommended printers. Nope. And I got, finally had one printer that said, yeah, yeah, we can do it. And then they printed samples and the samples were just horrible. It was just like, oh my gosh. So I left it for a bit. And then just this last week, the deck started chirping. And, you know, I was connecting to the energy of it. And it was like, okay, what do you want? What do you need? <laughs> and I literally pulled up Google or something. And I just started typing in printers, Calgary. And the first printer that popped up, it just felt light and yummy. And I was so excited to connect. And I mean, I have, I have tried, I've reached out to, you know, probably a hundred different printers in Calgary. I've, I've exhausted the list. I've talked to so many different people. It was just, it was getting so frustrating, but I, part of my vision is includes this deck. It's, it's getting it out into the world because it's so beautiful and, you know, the messages are amazing. And so I contacted this, this printer and a lot of printers wouldn't even reply or they would reply back and say, no, we can't help you. And, um, which I really do appreciate. I don't know about you, but I really like it when somebody replies back and says, Hey, listen, that's out of our wheelhouse. Uh, sorry. Good luck with that. <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's nicer than not hearing anything at all. Um, from my perspective, of course, but it was really cool because you know, this, the first printer, they replied back within, you know, five minutes. Hi, yeah, absolutely. We can totally help you with that. And so I'm so excited to go and meet with them and talk about the possibilities and what that's going to look like. And I just trusted, I trusted in that moment. I trusted what was happening and what, um, what the guidance was. And sometimes, you know, the, the snippets of, of guidance and clarity and, and action steps that we receive, sometimes it's like a whisper. Like we just, we just, it's just this little snippet of information and the more that we're able to trust that and run with it, the more that we'll see things unfold in our life that we absolutely love, that bring us meaning and joy and happiness and positivity. It just builds that muscle. It really helps us to trust, trust that everything is going to work out. You know, I'm, I'm a big proponent to um, incantations. You know, life is happening for me. I trust that there's a plan for my life and everything is always working out for me, whatever that looks like for you. And so again, energy goes where attention flows. And so if we are, if we're focused on what isn't working, we're only going to perpetuate that and create more of it in our world. The universe doesn't distinguish between, well, we know that she really is asking for you know, wealth and abundance and happiness and joy. She doesn't really want to feel horrible and like nothing is working. No, 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 no. We'll give her what we know she wants, not what she's, she's asking for, not what she's putting out into the world. And so the universe doesn't distinguish. And so it's very important to keep an eye on what we're putting out into the world. And of course we process things, you know, we have the ugly cry and um, I'm a Pisces. So if you need someone to cry, just call me. <laughs> So, you know, we have these human experiences and these human emotions that oftentimes the only way to heal it or let go of it is to go through it and allow ourselves to experience whatever it is so that we can clear it and move on. And oftentimes, you know, we'll try to brush it aside or it doesn't matter. It's not a big deal. Whereas if we just allow the energy to flow and just allow ourselves to be in that space with it, and give it the dignity that it requires to move through us, it'll shift much quicker. 
and we can get back to creating that meaning in our life that lights us up. Trust allows us to give. And so focusing on, you know, what, what is it that we'd like to put out into the world? What is it that we would like to receive back? You know, if we radiate fear and suspicion and a sense of, you know, keeping people at arm's length, then negativity comes to us because that's what we're asking for. And again, this isn't something we wake up in the morning and go, hey, I'd really like to have a slice of fear and suspicion in my world today. It isn't. It's just starting to become very mindful of the words that you use and, and the actions and your thoughts. Trust allows the experience of bliss when you trust that the universe in each moment is providing for the needs of your soul and that the guidance and assistance of your non-physical spirit team, your guides, your angels, your teachers, whomever that looks like for you, are always available to you. You're free to enjoy your interactions with others and to leave aside the heavier frequencies of manipulation and protectiveness. It's like when we know that the universe has our back, we're infallible, we're unstoppable. We can really do anything. Trust allows you to laugh. You can just as easily laugh and play while you grow as become serious and overwhelmed. And spiritual partners see from the perspective of the impersonal. And they help each other see from that perspective the meaning of their experiences. And oftentimes, you know, I, I can't remember where I was. I went out, um, I was out um, recently, I, I went out somewhere and I was, I was picking up a few things. And um, I was mentioning that um, I really needed to get this project going that, you know, you know, August was the, the deadline and I was working on it. And, and, um, and this person said to me, she looked at me and she said, well, you know, August isn't that far away. And I just kind of froze. And I, I just, I was just like, Oh, that gave me a completely different perspective. And so being open and willing to receive guidance from the universe in whatever form that shows up in is part of your trust. I remember Sonia Chiquette saying, um, how willing and open are you to receiving guidance? Because if we're not trusting that the answers will be there, if we're not trusting that the universe really does have our back, if we're not trusting ourselves, then we're not open and we're not receptive. And it's only when we're open and receptive that we can really begin to trust in our awareness and following our awareness and, and really trust in the flow of life. He goes on to share... Allow yourself to become aware of what you feel. Give yourself permission to choose the most positive behavior in each moment. As you discharge negative energy consciously and set your intentions according to what your heart tells you. As you challenge and release your fears and choose to heal, you align your personality with your soul and move toward becoming a being of light fully whole and empowered and inwardly secure. And I believe that we're all, we're all looking to draw ourselves to the universe's greatest gift. And that is human beings with open hearts. That when we have an open heart, it's instantly raising our vibration up into the field of possibilities. That we're no longer impacted by 
the world around us that is fear-based and it's filled with anxiety and, and just, you know, non-contributive energies, when we're able to really open our hearts and, and live from that space, that is when we invoke the universal energies. Again, whatever that looks like for you, is that we can really begin to align ourselves with the higher frequencies. And that's where the miracles come in. That's where the magic comes in. That's where the inspired actions will come in and lift you up and take you into more possibilities as we continue to ask and grow and shift and change and, you know, really stay focused on our vision and what it is that we'd like to create for our life. And then finding ways to make that a reality that, that light us up, that speak to our soul, that help us to understand. And one of the greatest teachings that I experienced, this was years ago, um, the teacher had said, we're here to create. Our souls must create. It's, it's the creative process that gives us meaning, that gives our life purpose and brings joy into our world. Whether we are expressing our soul through dance, music, art, you know, any, um, any healing modality, uh, cooking, gardening, um, teaching, you know, whatever that looks like for you, when you find those outlets of creativity that, that light your soul up, that allow you to express, it just becomes magical. And when we're not, we don't have those areas of, of things that we're, we're learning and growing and expressing ourselves, that's when we start to feel stifled. That's when we start to feel frustrated, like something isn't right. It's almost like it becomes Groundhog Day. And it's just, it's just, it, it, it starts to perpetuate into the never-ending story. You know, things aren't working out. Things aren't getting better. I'm hating this. I'm hating that. This isn't working. Oh, great. Look, that isn't working. And so we start to shift that. You know, what can I add to my day today? What can I add to my life? What did I, I asked that the other day, and, and it was a, a different yoga workout, and I absolutely loved it. It was amazing, and it was fantastic. And then yesterday I asked, okay, cool. What can I add to my life today? And I got a new workout from my personal trainer. And I was like, aha, there we go. <laughs> and so just continuing to ask and invite, invite the universe into your world. You know, and if you're not feeling inspired, okay, great. Get some movement going, you know, go for a walk or go ride your bike or, you know, just get some movement going in your body to get the energy flowing and to clear your mind and reground you. And then continue to ask, okay, what can I do to inspire me? What can I do to uplift me? And, you know, this goes back to living, choosing to live your best life, choosing to live, be the best version of you, no matter what's going on around us, no matter what's happening. And yes, we're in very different times right now, you know, with this pandemic and acknowledging that that's what's happening on the planet, but still being true to us, not jumping on the mainstream wagon, not listening to hours of the news and, 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 and all the deaths. And, and, you know, and yes, we're aware of what's happening, but it's very important to keep your vibration high. It's very important for you to nurture yourself and take care of yourself as we're, we're navigating these times. You know, it's, this will end. It will. And so who, who would you like to be when this is all over? Would you like to be the best version of you? How can you create? How can you learn to trust? Really, you know, and if, you, if there are different things coming up for you around trust, 
that's awesome. And if you're willing to look at it, it'll shift and change. And, and, you know, what are some ways I can start to really trust my intuition? What are some ways that I can really trust my, my awareness, my team, my guides, the people around me, my friends, my family? How can I trust the universe? And when we're asking these questions, we're not looking for an answer immediately. Sometimes it, sometimes it drops. Uh, you know, sometimes it'll just be like, boom, here, you need to go do this. <laughs> Call this person, write this email, look this up, go for a walk. Like sometimes it's just instant. Whereas other times it takes a little bit longer. So continuing to ask until that, until the universe answers. The universe answers every question, every question. We may have to ask a thousand times, but that's okay. Just means that it's, you know, it's kind of hidden, tucked away, and it's going to take a little bit more time to access the potential and the possibilities to unravel whatever it is that you feel maybe it's stopping you, maybe it's limiting you, whatever that is. And so with trust, I really invite you to play with that. And, um, you know, do reach out if you have any questions. If something's coming up for you, reach out. I love to hear how everyone's doing and, and what's happening in your world. And I, I invite you to choose to be the best version of you and really start to look at what your trust is. You know, are you trusting the universe? Are you trusting that your needs will be met? Are you, are you trusting? As we learn to trust more, our energy expands more. And as we keep expanding our energy out, that's when we're able to access the higher realms, our spirit, our higher self, our soul, and really start to align with what will light us up. What is our truth? And, and what does that look like? How can we bring that forward? How can we share it more with the world? Maybe we're going to go back to school. Maybe we need to take a class. Um, you know, maybe we need to clean out the basement. You know, there are all sorts of different ways that the universe will, will inspire us and show us how to get things moving in our world again. Maybe it's going into the garden and, and getting your hands dirty. Maybe it's, um, you know, cleaning out the attic. Maybe it's, uh, you know, figuring out, you know, what else you'd like to have on your vision board. What is it that you'd like to have? So we've got, you know, a little over six months left of this year. What would you like that to look like? How would you like to finish this year strong? And then trust yourself that you'll, you'll do whatever it takes to make that happen, make it a reality for you. I send you mountains of love. And again, if you have any questions, if anything comes up, do reach out. I've got more resources on the website at livealifeyoulove.org. I'll talk to you next week. Bye for now.